Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee, I'm the professor, Matt Perkins. And a stone's throw away from me across the Harpeth River, working hard on his playbook, it's the coach, Corey Burton. What's going on, guys? I need to be working on my golf swing. i got a big uh, fundraiser golf tournament tomorrow uh, to benefit the Hillwood football program. So uh, training camp kicks off tomorrow. Uh, got to get the scripts ready. Got to get everything ready for tomorrow night. So I'm excited. I like that your training camp starts by playing golf. Yes. So uh, that, that seems very appropriate. But we'd be remiss if we did not introduce a third immediate. Oh, gosh. I, I, I'm not even – well, he, he starts his training camp with a uh, couple calls around to uh, some, uh, local, some local ladies. But uh, we've already heard him now, but – a man who should be a member of Toastmasters International if he's not already. It's our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook. I'm good to be uh, back in swing of things. We had a, a very good reason for a break in our pod. Obviously, your wedding and wedding in Perko, so it's good to be uh, back talking football. Yes, speaking it is. Of, speaking of which, Perko, uh, I want to throw a big shout out to Aunt Sally. Met her over met her over our hiatus. Uh, one of our biggest fans, so I wanted, wanted to give a shout out to Aunt Sally. If yeah, you're my, we did. We we know you're listening out there, Aunt Sal. Um, so yeah, shout out to you. Um, shout out to you especially for uh, just talking my co-hosts' heads off at, at at the wedding. I'm sure they were quite impressed by your knowledge. So. Anyhow, something else Aunt Sally would enjoy. Sally, do not do not pick Ole Miss this year. <laughs> We're going to be talking a little fashion with part three of our Uniform Rankings podcast. Today we'll be in middle America. We'll get to the MAC here in a little bit. But first, we're going to start out with the Big Ten. And I'll, Josh, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so if this is your first time listening to our Uniform Offseason Specials, what we've been doing is we just kind of go alphabetically, give a quick hitter on each uniform form what we like, what we don't like. And then uh, I went through an overly scientific way of trying to rank them and all that. But uh, this is purely for fun. Any school that's offended, well, I mean, you probably don't have a good look anyway, so sorry about that. Um, but, but kick it things sorry, off. Sorry, Illinois. The Big Ten. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, kicking things off is the Illinois team. And uh, they are one of the reasons why I went week by week because they did not wear – the same look more than twice all year. Um, other than, I take that back, other than they're all whites. They actually brought those out three times. So they uh, they had a whole lot of different looks. Uh, their really only common thread was all of them have that kind of weird three-quarter pant stripe that teams have where it goes from your knee up and almost to your hip, but not quite there. I don't get the point of that. I think it looks dumb, and a lot of teams have – Suffered for that. Uh, they also don't incorporate orange very well. So as a result, uh, it's not going to be a banner day for the fighting Illini. And lastly, week eight of the season, they committed the Cardinal Sin. They wore some galloping ghost all gray uniforms 
when gray is not your normal color, you're going to suffer. But when they're also butt ugly like Illinois were, uh, you're going to get a nice zero for your score that week. Yeah, I, I I don't think their their combination is uh, is you know a little bit reminiscent of Auburn, but we liked Auburn uh, because they sort of kept it a lot simpler, didn't they, Josh? Exactly. Yeah, we've kind of seen that there's different ways to uh, to work with orange. You either pair it with a neutral color, or you use it as your accent color and emphasize blue. Illinois goes the opposite way. They weren't all orange one time this season. So, I mean, it, it just did too much orange. Uh, one thing that I wish they would do, and I might be in the minority on this, but I kind of like the old New York Giants 1990s helmets. Illinois used to have those where it wrote Illinois on the side, underlined. Uh, South Alabama, when we do the Sun Belt, we sort of do something like that with Jags written on the side of their helmet. And I think I like that better than their simple block eye right now. Yeah, I love that actually. That I think that was something that that was a big plus because it was it was and and I hate to bring this word back into my vernacular, but it was extremely unique in the college football game because no one had the block lettering name across the helmet. I mean, you had Florida with the cursive Gators, and you had some people that had words on their helmets, but they weren't quite like Illinois. And uh, Illinois was very simplistic in their uniforms and it worked for them. And then they started getting crazy and started experimenting with all orange and just some random bullshit. And, and it was, uh, it was bad. Yeah. You'd expect part of the language. They got me fired up. You would expect with Lovey Smith at the helm that they would be a little bit more simplistic, maybe reminiscent of his bears teams, which really only have, you know, their, their one alternate unis that are in fact, orange as well, but uh, they, they keep they, it simple. They need to feature blue because they have a great color combo. They had a great looking helmet with the with the just the regular font Illinois with the, the only stripe helmet, in the middle. The only helmet of Illinois that I actually like right now is the white helmet with the block orange eye. I think that one looks sharp on top of the blue uh, the blue jersey with the white pants. Otherwise, they don't really have any looks that really you know work for me that was my favorite helmet as well matt and i've noticed teams that have bad helmet designs one simple way to improve that is to just go white yeah indeed well let's head uh let's head over to the hoosier state for indiana uh so this is another team that changed their look a whole lot uh in my notes section on them they have a white helmet with silver indiana script they have a red helmet that had the state seal design on one side. They had a, another white helmet that had a wide red stripe that is described as a Mohawk with the state sign. They had a third red helmet, or another red helmet, I should say, that had like silver candy stripes on it. They had another red helmet that had the numbers and another red helmet um, that had white script. They had a third white helmet that had the red script and their Last version of their red helmet was the IU cactus logo that I like to call it. And I want to go back to that script and the state seal. I think that state seal is a cool design. It's really unique. It doesn't quite work on their helmets, but I actually think it would look really cool in their end zones. Um, The script is something they took from their Blue Blood basketball program on the Hoosiers' famous warm-ups that they wear. 
Um, on the back of the red tops is Indiana written in a really clean cursive script. This is the first time in their program history they've ever put that on their helmets, as far as I can tell. And it worked really well for me. In fact, that, uh, that look with the white script on that red helmet uh, was my favorite uh, jersey. They wore that red helmet with a red shirt, some white pants. It was really good. It was really clean. If they stopped messing around and wearing 12 different jerseys and just stuck with that, I think it would vastly improve Indiana's brand and Indiana's look, to be honest. Coach, how do you feel about the Hoosiers? Coach? Well, I, it appears that uh, for some reason, Coach has been- I, I, I forgot to unmute it. Oh. I, I, was, I was delivering my whole soliloquy there. Well, you can, you, you, you can start again. All right. So, uh, what I like about uh, what I like about Indiana is that they have a lot of different combos, but you know, and they have a lot of different ideas and a lot of different ways they illustrate their school culture. Um, I really like. I'm looking at a mock-up of they're they're wearing the famous Indiana basketball warm-up pants as their pants. Uh, I think that would be cool if they ever did that. I'm looking at a white helmet with the curse of Indiana uh, that has some red accents on. I think that's really cool looking. I really like their IU cactus logo. That's that's probably one of my uh, favorite logos in the Big Ten is, is that cactus logo with the IU. I, I really like that a lot. Um, I like it when they go simple with their with their jersey and, and pants so that they can be a little bit more creative with their helmets. That's, that's the direction I like to see Indiana go is to, to stay simple with their jersey and pants, have a, have a red and white jersey, have a pair of white pants with the stripes and a pair of red pants with the stripes, and then just go crazy with the helmets and get creative with the helmets. I like that. And, and they already do that, but they just need to kind of settle down with their jerseys and pants before they get off the rails too much. The one thing I will say is sometimes they do have their cactus logo um, in the center of their chest right above the numbers. Don't love that look um, personally. But, you know, may- maybe there are people out there who do like it. Um, I think they do that when they rock the – um, I think they did that this year when they were wearing the state seal uh, uh, helmet that you were talking about, Josh. But, um, you know, that that's the only sort of downgrade for me. Uh, Indiana, to me, has always been a team that's just sort of middle of the road. They're there, you don't really think too much about them. They don't really stand out in any sort of way, shape, or form. But um, let's head over to... Uh, your Hawkeyes, Josh, and I, I don't know how you're going to do this without bias, but I, I'm eager to hear. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell the story um, real quick about the uniforms. People love to say, oh, Iowa's ripping off the Steelers like the Steelers wouldn't have noticed and sued for trademark infringement. So I wanted to quickly tell the story because it's actually really cool. It kind of honors uh, the Steelers. Uh, so 79 Hayden Fry, uh helps create the tiger hawk the logo we still have on our helmets and uh wanted to have the team look like winners because when he was hired iowa was down so he reached out to mean joe green a player he coached at north texas it's why north texas goes by the mean green to be honest uh and was like hey can i have like a jersey to kind of create a template and mean joe green put hayden fry in contact with the owners. The owners were really flattered that Iowa wanted to look like the best team in football at the time. This kind of like psych yourself up, look like winners, and you play like winners. So the Steelers gave them a full 
copy of their uniforms and gave them their blessing for Iowa to do what they want with it. And I think that's really cool. If people want to continually accuse Iowa of ripping off the Steelers, uh, do it and look like an idiot. Um, I gave their helmet a nine. I think it's a great helmet. It's not quite the best in the Big Ten, but that Tiger Hawk still looks good. I love the big block numbers on the back. The ANF sticker is awesome. When they're wearing their home blacks, that's an eight out of ten. That's a really good look. Their pants with the white top on the road start to look a little bright. So I don't like those uniforms as much. I only gave those a six out of ten. But I mean, Iowa might not win the Big Ten's best look with so many classic looks like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, etc. But they're gonna be strong. Uh, Josh, I have a question. How do you differentiate between the two all, you know, the two black jerseys they have? Because they've they've worn the all blacks with the yellow numbers, as well as the black, the classic black jersey, white number, yellow pants. Um, they haven't. They didn't wear the all blacks this year. They or last year. So I'm just going off of what they did in 2016. Uh, the all blacks they wore just once. Um, it was kind of like you know back in that fad when. Wisconsin and Nebraska were doing weird things for their look. Iowa was just trying to do it. Uh, fans really didn't respond too well. And as a result, last year, they wore their traditional black with the triple yellow shoulder, sl- shoulder sleeve stripes, just like the Steelers, uh, for all six home games. Coach? Well, yeah. I-, I was wondering if Hayden Fry was actually the one in the commercial with me and Joe Green back in the uh... – back during the Super Bowl run, where he said, here, can I have your jersey? He said, sure, kid. He uh, tossed him his jersey. Maybe that, maybe that was Hayden coat. Fry. Maybe that was Hayden Fry's, like, grandkid or something. It could have been. Uh, it makes sense now. Yeah. But, no, uh, on, on a serious note, you know, I, I can't really add too much to what Josh said because, really, he just said it all. It's, it's a great classic look. I like the Steelers' look. So, therefore, I like the Hawkeyes' look. And I really like the Tiger Hawk logo i like the single stripe that goes with it they haven't really they haven't really uh come off of that look um they, they've modified it a little bit occasionally with an alternate jersey but for the most part they've stuck with that look and i really like it and i, I think it's you know i think it's one good classic look in college football and college football needs that so i really like it uh, i'm seeing this mock-up of, of a jersey combo that that nike was going to do with uh with the all black um, black numbers outlined in yellow with the uh, black matte helmet with the uh, tiger hawk outlined in yellow, but the, the actual tiger hawk is black. I think that would look sweet too, but um, as, as a, as a one time alternate, but I really, really like their, I really like Iowa's uniforms. Yeah, coach, I think you like the all black uh, look a little bit more than Josh and I do. But um, let's head over to uh, one of the newer teams in the Big Ten and one of the teams that has been uh, innovative, I guess, if you want to put a positive spin <laughs> on their look in, in, in recent years. Um, it is the alma mater of the CEO of Under Armour, and thus they, ha- they get the most ridiculous uniforms. I'm talking, obviously, of the University of Mar- Maryland Terrapins. I fear the turtle, but I do not fear their look. Yeah, uh, so one thing that they do is, we've talked about for other Under Armour teams, they have that weird, strange, like, double stripe right above the knee, uh, one on each pant leg right above the knee. It almost looks like a slash. It looks like they tripped over something. 
um, which I don't really like on any team. Wisconsin's about the only team that does it correctly, and when we get to them, we'll talk about why. Um, they incorporate that flag design on everything, even when they have a solid helmet, the color the flag is still like subtly edged in. I think getting better than they were at times in the ACC. Josh, I'm going to cut you off there really quick. Josh, I'm going to cut you off there really quick about that flag design. Because I remember when it first debuted, when they were still in the ACC, they even screwed it up because they had the matching patterns on the same sides. Everyone knows it's sort of, um, it's got quadrants. And Mm -hmm. top left matches bottom right, top right matches bottom left. When they originally did it, the helmet and you know, the, the matching patterns were on the same side. So it was left and right. So it didn't even match the flag. I remember getting irate about that. I think you and I had a long discussion about that when that first happened. Yeah, but uh, I guess in Maryland's defense, they are getting a tad better. And I did kind of like their all blacks. Um, when it comes to all blacks, if it's a team with no tradition in terms of their uniforms, I'm fine with them mixing it up. If, Ohio State busts out in all black and looks so stupid. Coach, you got anything here to add here on Maryland? Um, I guess if you try to keep up with all their uniform combos, it's exhausting. Um, (laughs) It makes you you just want to go take a nap, really. Um, But, no, I I think it's, you know, they can get pretty crazy with some of their stuff, and it looks terrible. I wish they'd do away with that weird leg stripe. It kind of looks like – What's it? It, it's, it kind of looks like a garter belt, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm looking at the picture of these all-black uniforms with the matte helmets and the all-black and the accented flag that's in gray, and they have the all-black with the gold numbers and the red names. I, that's probably my favorite look that they have, actually. Um, and I, I don't typically like black pants on a dark-colored jersey, but uh, Maryland is about the only team that can pull that off. Uh, they're all reds. They should uh, find a dumpster nearby and and dispose of them into that dumpster. Um, they should they should zero. They should they should get rid of their all reds uh, as well as their as well as their school bus uniforms. They're all yellows. They should they should do away with that too. I really love the black on black. I really like. I even like the 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 yellow on white. I like the all white and I like the. Uh, I like the red on black, but I don't like the black. On, and the black on red is not horrible, but I hate the red on red. I hate the yellow on yellow. Uh, get rid of those. Otherwise, it's okay. Um, they have a million different combos. Good for them. They can do it. They're just like Oregon, except Oregon's. I would, if I had to compare the two, I would rate Oregon better than Maryland personally. But um, they just need to find what works and get rid of that damn stripe that they have and and. You know, get rid of those all red uniforms and let's go. Well, let's move to a team that has no tradition and will do anything to a team that has as much or more tradition than anyone else in college football and hasn't changed their look in a very long time, save for that, uh, save for that one uniform they, that was a one-off a couple of years ago. But it's the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Josh, I mean, obviously the helmet's got to be a 10 out of 10, right? Yep, the helmet got a 10 out of 10, and their home jerseys got a 9 out of 10. But it's interesting, so they didn't change their look. They did a little bit, and it cost them big time. They were famous for wearing yellow pants at home and road. That was their maze pants. It was something that they've always worn 
as long as I can remember. And last season, they decided to wear white pants with a stripe with a white top for their road games. They looked like pajamas. They looked like kind of in any given Sunday when teams can't use real uniforms, made up generic uniforms. You're terrible. I gave them a four out of ten. I didn't like them at all. Josh, I was going to say the, the, those those white pants look like a very bad knockoff of the UCLA white pants. Agreed, and that cost them big time. I gave them a four. The more I think about it, I could even go lower, but yeah, the grades have already been tallied. Whatever it is, what it is. Uh, I also want to say I did not take any points off for them having a Jumpman logo. The stupidest freaking thing in college football it's an athlete in a different sport than football that played at a different school than you and worse that school that michael jordan played for north carolina beat michigan in a national title game in basketball that makes zero sense to me it's so stupid if i was downgrading them their helmet would get a 10, their home would get a zero, and their road would get a zero. It's a gentleman <laughs> logo. Just <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, uh, Josh, I admire your passion. Uh, wow. Coach, I, I, I want to see you bring out that much passion for your take. Well, I'm not. I'm not that passionate about the Jumpman logo. It doesn't. It doesn't move the meter for me like it does, Josh. I. I don't mind it. I don't think it makes a, a ton of sense, but I, I. I don't adamantly hate it. I really love. Their home combos. Uh, I don't like you said. I don't like those white pants. I think they look weird. I think because it's Michigan, they should always wear the yellow pants, and and they they don't have a choice. Their helmets are about as classic as you get. Uh, I think Hillwood, the school I'm, I'm going to here, that I start training camp tomorrow with a round of golf. Uh, they used to have the uh, green and white version of the of the Michigan helmets. So um, I, I kind of wouldn't mind going back to that, to be honest. But uh, you know, I think that. Jumpman should stick to basketball, but uh, it is what it is. It's a money grab. Harbaugh is trying to be different, whatever, um, to each his own. I'm not a Michigan fan, and uh, it doesn't really bother me that much. So uh, they're meh, but I'm just glad they're away from Adidas. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the whatever brand is making their uniforms doesn't really matter to me. Um, so I will, uh, I'll let's continue on here to their, for this po- for, the, for the purpose of this podcast, it does, but <laughs> otherwise it doesn't matter. You know, it's, uh, to me, it's six, one way, half dozen, the other, in terms of if, if it's made by Nike or Adidas or Russell athletic or the gap, I don't really care. Um, I care how it <laughs> looks, um, Michigan state, another team that's, you know, pretty straightforward in their look, um, Josh, you know, they had a couple exceptions, though, uh, this year where they changed up the helmet a little bit, I believe. Yeah, they normally wear a green helmet with a white S. Uh, they wore a kind of like a metal effect, I guess, helmet where the um, like the S and some other accents on the helmet were kind of like a brushed bronze. The, the thing that's weird for Sparty is that green and white helmet has the potential to be like a really classic traditional look. And green and white are really good colors, but they wear those weird, like they have a weird font where there's kind of like some notches in and they kind of look like this modern font, but paired with a classic helmet. So it's a little bit of a hodgepodge for me 
And as a result, they couldn't get anything higher than a six for any of their looks. I liked their helmet. I gave their helmet an eight. But it was just like, it wasn't a seamless marriage of having a modern font type with more classic look to the rest of their uniform. Coach, how do you feel about Sparty? Well, well, I, I don't like their font, but everything else I, I really like. Uh, their helmet really does a lot for me. Their color scheme is good. Um, I like it when they – I don't love it when they go green on green. Um, it's not bad, but it's just kind of mediocre. Uh, I like it when they go green on white, white on white. I love the big, huge stripe in the middle of their helmet with the, with the Spartan logo and the uh, spirit stickers they put on the back. I think that's cool. But, uh, you know, otherwise, I think it's a very – very middle-of-the-road uniform. Uh, I think they they should keep their pants simple. They have that weird big block stripe that Nike tends to do. Nike should just get away from that altogether. Uh, Nike's doing some crazy stuff with their pants, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I guess it's in the design of the uh, of the pant itself, and they try to accent it with different colors, but it's kind of like a ventilation accent, I guess, and I don't know. I'm, that's, I'm doing my best to try to explain it. I don't think I'm doing a good job, so I'll shut up now. Ventilation but. access. I think that might have to be the <laughs> a- subtitle. Accent. Accent. <laughs> I think that might have to be the subtitle for uh, this particular episode. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it's, uh, Awesomely mediocre, I'll say that. Awesomely mediocre, excellent. Correct. Well, speaking of mediocre, that is the state of the Michigan Golden Gopher football team. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't think rationally about Minnesota, so I'm just going to leave it to you, Josh. Well, this was the biggest surprise for me, and a hats off to the Golden Gophers, because in the 90s and early 2000s, and even as recently as like two, three, four years ago, Oof, they had some bad looks. They were, you know, guilty of doing the piping in the 2000s. They loved to, like, have their bright yellow with that maroon way too often. And this last season, they really, really went simple. Uh, they had uh, three looks I really liked. Um, the first is a rare moment of going all one solid color. Their maroons, when they wore all maroon, I gave those a 7 out of 10. Uh, Their maroon helmet that's kind of matte with a nice yellow M, just using that yellow subtly, uh, I gave a 7 to. And then the two looks I really like the most, they both got an 8 out of 10, which was very surprising. But their maroon helmet with a white shirt and maroon pants uh, on the road, really good, clean look, nice and simple, no piping, just looked really solid. And then their maroon helmet with the maroon jersey and white pants, the flip of that for a home game, were really, really good. If they stick to that, they're going to be one of the best teams in the country in terms of their look, quite honestly. The problem is when they threw in that yellow, it was really bad. They wore a yellow helmet, yellow jersey, white pants combo that I gave a 1 out of 10 to. It was brutal. They really need to dial back that yellow and just use it for some stripes and the, the famous block uh, M that they have. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Minnesota, they have like a big base block where the M starts and, and in the middle where the two diagonals of the M meet, they have another one of those block rectangles. It's a really, really recognizable way to write an M out and that's what the Gophers are known for. 
Wow. Um, I think you, you did a heck of a job explaining that. Um, yikes on the yellow, uh, especially the yellow helmets. Um, I really, I'm a big fan of the matte finish helmets. Uh, I've said that probably time and time again. I like the maroon on white combo. Um, they're all maroons aren't bad. I, I don't love them, but they're not, they, they aren't bad. They're, uh, I really like the maroon on yellow combination with the matte, matte black or the matte maroon uh, finish on the helmet. Their logo is a good, clean logo. I'll give them credit there, even if Matt won't. And uh, But, God almighty, I, I think they need to find the same dumpster that Maryland found and throw, their, throw anything yellow uh, jerseys and, and helmets. I think they need to donate those yellow helmets to some random high school in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, uh, so that they never see the light of day on a camera. Ever again, Coach? Um, I, 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 th- those, maybe those, the same with the jerseys. Those in the yellow jerseys, yellow helmets look like they belong to you, you know some sort of FCF, FCS school that plays on a strangely colored turf. Like there, I, 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 I think the yellow is hideous. I think that's that, offensive to FCS schools. To be honest with you. Okay, well, clearly I can't think uh, logically about uh, the Gophers. So uh, a team that I, you know, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be scared of, but I'm not uh, the Cornhuskers of Nebraska, Josh. Uh, black shirt defense, but they don't wear black. And still don't understand that. I guess it's a practice thing, but I don't know. Uh, Nebraska, pretty classic look. You would think, uh, being a classic look, that I would be all in and treat them the way I do Alabama and all that, but uh, they got some things that I just don't like about them, and it costs them. First is their shoulder sleeve stripes are abnormally wide, and the best way I can describe them is it looked like a kid drew them on with crayon. Like, they're not a fine stripe. That's weird. Um, And their pants have the same thing. Their pants have just... You either have a skinny stripe or a solid block stripe, and they just have a double stripe that's too wide. So it's, it's weird looking. And then they're, they're famous, and on these new modern helmets, there's, like, so much going on in the helmets, and the helmet shape has changed. That what used to be perfectly dead center ends have gotten, like, kind of pushed up new look of the helmets and they're kind of like dangerously close on some of the modern it it just doesn't look good anymore it's it's really weird i only gave their helmet a five as a result i saw a bunch of pictures where the n just looked weirdly placed and due to those abnormally wide stripes i gave their home a five and their road a six so um there's a joke about Husker football that I think applies to their uniforms. I'm going to tell her right now. How many uh, Nebraska fans does it take to uh, change a light bulb? I don't know, Josh. Tell us. Uh, it takes 10. One to actually do the changing and the other nine stand around talking about how good the old light bulb used to be. I like that. I like nice. That. Nice. And, and Sally's giving that a Given that joke, an eight out of ten. She's calling in right now. I guarantee it. Listen, you know she, she claims she, she claims she wants to be on the show. Uh, it would be all in on the tailgating podcast. So we might be throwing that at you a little bit later here in <laughs> fall. Um, yes. Talking about talk about some food, but uh, for the moment, uh, I don't really have much to add on 
Nebraska, um, to me, it's always just looked like a bad version of Wisconsin. So, uh, used, used to be a really good looking uniform. Uh, they've kind of got off the rails a little bit. So, I mean, but I agree with everything Josh said. They, again, they're spectacularly mediocre, just like Michigan State. All right. Well, <laughs> let's head to, uh, Evanston. Uh, purple and white is a tough color combination to pull off. Josh, how'd they do? Josh, well, can you think rationally about these? I can. They've done a few things that I like. Um, so, first of all, at mid-stripe, they still keep it. They switched it from white to black, so it's much more subtle. It's harder to see. Um, and they brought back some of their more um, black pant looks that they were wearing. Um, I know them really well in, like, the – 2000s when they were the cardiac cats in the late 90s too when they had some you know fun fun teams with uh barnett and uh and uh randy walker and uh when they were wearing black it was kind of nice back then they started to do that a little bit more in fact their jersey that i liked the most that they wore last year was an all black helmet um but they uh they fell into that trap i gave them a zero for a week nine when they wore a purple helmet with an all gray uniform Northwestern, you ain't never had gray in your school's history. Why are you wearing that when purple is a great color, purple and white can be paired really well, and your alternate color that we associate with you is black, dating back to the cardiac cat days. Why wear gray? Yeah, that Uh, makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, They have such a – purple and black is such a great combo, I think. I you know, they have so much potential if they just wore black on purple at home, white on black on the road, and sometimes go black on black. Sometimes even, it pains me to say this, but go all purple. I think that would be hard too. Um, and no, then, all, uh, all purple, all purple. I'm not going to be able to do that. That would legitimately be straight out of a like a created university on NCAA 2000. I don't know why that would be awesome, but it would be. No, uh, no, but the, would not the purple be. on white's good too. Maybe with <laughs> all purple. Oh, oh, no. I'm seeing right, Matt's coach, face, Coach. I, 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 might, I might have to disqual- disqualify this take. Um, that was <laughs> Northwestern. That, that, please, if you are listening, Pat Fitzgerald, please just just call me the week or the day before so that I can invite the so I can invite Professor over to watch your game when you wear the all purple, and I want to see his face just for that alone. I my, like the all purple. My, my face will be purple because I will be so <laughs> enraged at how bad it looks. <laughs> Yes. Oh, good grief. Okay. I, we're gonna keep, and we all prosper. We're, we're, we're going to keep it moving off to the Buckeyes. Um, How about that for a transition? Purple to scarlet and gray. Uh, Josh, now you have shown your disdain for gray uniforms uh, throughout this entire uh, throughout this entire process. But one thing you have always said was that if it's a primary color, if it's a primary, you know, if they've been doing the uniform for a long time, it can actually work. Does this happen here when we're talking about the Buckeyes? It can. First of all, I love their shiny silver helmet. They're kind of the original team to have a bright silver helmet, kind of like silver flake, almost like Notre Dame did. We've seen some teams trying to do metallic uh, silver helmets, like Ohio State is the original team doing that. 
I give it an eight. I like it even more when it's totally naked before they add all those Buckeye stickers. But even with those Buckeye stickers, they still look pretty good to me. I love the scarlet and gray. And that scarlet is a just a gorgeous jersey. I give their home look a 10. I gave their road look an 8. I'm cool with Ohio State's uniforms. I love them. Uh, here's the one problem, though. And uh, I don't believe it cost them too much because their helmet and their other scores were so high. But they, for some reason, wore a black helmet with their scarlet jersey and a dark gray pants alternate that was all sorts of terrible. I gave a zero to. And then they decided to wear that black helmet again with a silver striped jersey and their regular gray pants. And that made no sense. I didn't hate it as much. I gave it a five out of ten. But you are, and I'm going to say it just one time, unironically, you are the Ohio State When they were wearing their alternates, why are you wearing Josh Bueller. Okay, I'll pick up where he left off. I love Ohio State. I want to see if he comes. uh, I want to see if he comes back for a second. I'm going to edit this part anyway. Okay, Josh, we lost you there for a little bit. Um, when when you started by saying uh, you are unironically the Ohio State University, actually, I really like the rant you were going on, and we lost we lost your connection. Um, I don't think he has us. No, I don't think he does either. Did I break off? Oh, yeah, you broke off. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, dude. You you, you broke off a, a while ago. That's weird. I can hear you just fine. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. We're, uh, is it cool if we... Uh, okay. I loved Josh. Can you still hear me? Josh. Can you... Not I'm here. Can you hear me? You yes. are. You're fading. I can hear you. You're fading in and out a lot, to us at least. Yeah. Uh, every time he starts. Every time you start your rant, it, it goes into uh, computer scramble mode. You're scrambling like Cardell Jones on fourth down. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Coach, where's your golf tournament tomorrow? Hillwood Country Club. Is that a, okay? That's what I mean to ask you. Um, do you know any good public courses around here that we can play? And how do I sound now? Start. Uh, just just say two sentences. What do you mean, say two sentences? I don't know. Okay, you're, yeah, you're much better. I it, it, Just how do I sound now? That could have been like a snippet. I need you to speak like a little bit of length of time before I can tell if your connection is good or not. My name is Joshua Isaiah Cook. I was born Perfect. to Okay, you're, you're, you're great. Okay. Right, so, so I left off at unironically. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I, I, if you can start like with that sentence, I'll just edit it back in. All right. Um, I think it'll be easier for me to start when I talk about their – Just, just uh, wherever you're most comfortable, just go. Yeah. So as much as I love their regular look, they 
for whatever reason, wore two alternates. Uh, they wore a black helmet with that scarlet jersey and dark gray pants. It was all sorts of hot garbage. I gave those a zero. And then they busted out those black helmets again with a silver jersey-looking thing and their normal gray pants. It wasn't as bad as the other look, but I gave it a five. But I'm going to say this one time unironically. You are the Ohio State University. You love to have all this tradition. I remember you making fun of Michigan when they wore those alternates. Why are you wearing alternates? Preach. A, preach. A freaking men, Josh. I don't think – I'm not going to add anything to that because that was perfect because I love their look when they stick to what they are traditionally look good in. They're scarlet and gray are one of my favorite uniform combos, even though I don't like the, the people that are wearing them or I don't like the coaching staff that is coaching the kids that are wearing the scarlet and gray, but it's such a good look. I, I wish I wish it was a team I could get behind more, but we all know that the Badgers are the adopted team of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. No, there's there's nothing adopted about it. We are, we are – How I don't know how it would be adopted. It's, like, it's part of my blood, Coach. Um, it's, adopted, actually, I, I actually, it's adopted by the show, not by you. Okay, well um, – Wait, wait, wait. We also adopted East Carolina Purple Pirates. Yes. <laughs> yes, we, we did adopt. Uh, they, they're our first child. They are yeah, our – It's because we adopted the entire American country. So, no, no here, here, here it is right here. We have three kids – all right, we have three kids uh, by birth. We have Georgia, Wisconsin, and Iowa. We then we we wanted more kids, but we couldn't have any more kids, so we adopted East Carolina as well. <laughs> Does that make I, sense? That that makes perfect sense. Well, right? I had Rutgers, but I dropped them off at a fire station. Don't say that about Casper. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had the Blue Raiders, but they were, uh, you know, they got I I they adopted them. Somebody adopted them away from me. So, um, but yeah, yeah. The three official teams of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast are Georgia, Wisconsin, and, and uh, Iowa. And we yeah, can't. So speak those rash- are the official teams. So the, those are the. the That's what I meant to say. Teams. Yes, but yeah. but by adopted, we have adopted basically the entire. You're right. The entire American Conference, specifically yes. East Carolina, and I would say yes. Memphis to a degree as well. Uh, that shout out to you, Ashley. Um, but we need yes. to move on to uh, a, a team that I just love to hate because um, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so classic. It's the perfect uniform. Meh, 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 meh. Penn State Nittany Lions. Okay, well, I am going to say it's classic. But I'm not going to say it's the perfect uniform. And I want to give one disclaimer. I have noticed if there's one thing my grading scale skews toward. <laughs> It's teams that are consistent with their looks. So by Penn State wearing uh, one home jersey and one road jersey that are both rock solid, and I gave an eight and a nine to, and their helmet I also gave an eight, that average really, really helps them, and it's that consistency. And that's why Penn State will end up with a higher score than, you know, say Michigan, which had a higher helmet grade than them, or Ohio State, which had a higher home jersey grade than them. It's undeniable that Penn State is rock solid with their look. And just like Alabama, just like some other teams, sure, it can be a tad boring in today's Oregon, Maryland, mix it up all the time climate. But as soon as you see those jerseys, you know immediately who it is. And you don't have to look at the scoreboard or look in the lower 
corner when you're at a bar and you see Penn State playing, you know it's Penn State immediately. And that's something you can at least agree with, Perko. I, I, you're right. You're, you're, they are unique in their look because of its simplicity. There is yes, there, you, you have there, to there, give them credit. Okay, yes, you have to give them credit, but you that's like saying, do we give you know people who don't believe in creationism credit because they still think the same thing that they always have, and that's how people have always thought. I think that there is a place for innovation in this jersey, in this look that you know it is is there, and they are just so so set in their ways. And I understand like the tradition and pageantry of it, but it, it feels like oh, let's stick to what Joe Paterno was. And I feel like you can actually, because, you know, their entire look sort of is part and parcel to the legacy of Joe Paterno. He was the coach the entire time where they never changed the way that they look. And To be fair, though, you, I mean, you dislike Penn State. Would you say the same thing about Alabama or USC or uh, Oklahoma or Texas? Um, maybe not, but maybe because they have all at least evolved in some sort of way. They, they all are just, like, a, a little bit beyond the most basic of uniforms. I could, The problem is I can see both sides of this. And um, I, I like the simplistic look of it because I said the same thing about Alabama. I like their simplistic look with the numbers on the side of the helmet. But, you know, I, I think they can do things subtly, just like Alabama has done – you know they can do some subtle, subtle things to their uniforms to make them innovative without really overhauling their look, and maybe Penn State can do that um, as well. I, I don't. But know, I feel like but, at this point, like it, with Penn State, it's like if they were to do anything, there would be such immediate backlash. So it's sort of this weird catch twenty two situation with them. But I want to I want to move on to a team whose uniform is definitely at least better than their record, the Purdue Boilermakers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, before we get into Purdue, I just wanted to say one uh, mea culpa. I jotted something down wrong. I mentioned Michigan State with an S on their helmet. They used to have that. That was something I was going to bring up, saying that I like their helmets more now than I did when I was growing up because they obviously have the Spartan head. So apologies to people who were really upset 10 minutes ago when we were talking about Michigan State. Now that that's cleared up, per don't. Um, so they have improved a few things. When they wear their really cool traditional gold helmet with the black P, their black jersey, and their gold pants, that's a rock-solid look. They do the old-school gold, the traditional gold. Uh, you know, Iowa, for instance, claims that their colors are black and gold, but they wear yellow now. Uh, Purdue still wears the gold. I like that. However, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that they had the single worst look in the Big Ten last season. Uh, they wore a black helmet that has a train track that tapers off so it's wider in the front than it is in the back and it is designed like a train track and they paired that with an all gray uniform that had like black shoulder pads kind of like the old hockey style yoke I believe it's called where the shoulders are a different color than the rest of the jersey those were hideous so Purdue you're improving but go with your traditional look it's not that simple I don't know how many times we need to say that on this podcast. Yeah, I, 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 they, what they were trying to go for with that gold and black look is sort of this very heavy industrial, I think, aesthetic to it. And it's just, it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. What I will say, though, about 
the Boilermakers is that I do like, I think they're one of the few teams where in the Nike jerseys in the V of the neck, um, there will sometimes be like a different color. They use a gold accent. And I think that looks really sharp. Agreed. Um, because especially with their aeronautical uh, engineering history, it sort of looks like, I don't know, I don't want to say like an Air Force symbol, but, you know, obviously some of the most famous uh, alumna of Purdue are astronauts. And it feels like it's something like that, I don't know, goes to that sort of, I don't know, engineering uh, prowess that the university is sort of built upon. Yeah, I mean, they have such a sharp logo, a great color combination. They can do so much with it. They've just got to actually execute. And, Josh, I'm looking at those uniforms you were talking about. That's not executing. Um, they need to they, they need to use the goal to their advantage, and they, they, they did not do that. And they have so much potential that if they're going to go 2-10 and 10 every year, they can at least look cool. And uh, when they wear those, they don't. Coach, they have these, Coach how, do you, how do you punish your players when, when they don't execute? What do, what do you do to them? Well, we run. Exactly. Whoever designed those uniforms, they need to run. <laughs> they, need they need to do some gassers. Into a different, into a different end. <laughs> they need to do gassers until a good idea pops into their head. How about that? <laughs> um, but they, uh, th- they had these black matte ha- helmets that I love with the gold P, with the matte gold P. I love those. I, of course, I love their traditional gold helmets with the black P. Uh, I love the uh, black jersey, gold numbers, gold pants. I really think that is a sharp look. I like their white jersey, black pants for the for the road. I think that's a sharp look. And then occasionally uh, they have this all white look with uh, they have the Purdue train logo and the number with the triple stripe. I really I kind of like that. It's kind of cool and unique and and different. But they just really need to keep with their classic look. Well, one team that does not have a classic look that is the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And uh, we don't need to spend very a lot of time here. <laughs> I don't think to be Josh. Uh, no. Uh, so just to highlight things that I don't like about their jersey and why they're going to end up with a really bad score, they have that dumb three-quarter stripe on their pants that doesn't fully connect. I don't know why teams do that. They also have a really weird kind of cheesy stripe on their shoulders that's just a single stripe. It's, it's not the traditional double. It's like the opposite of Nebraska where they have an unnecessarily skinny stripe on their shoulder, uh, they're going to end up with a bad score. But I do want to say one positive. They have a little bit different kind of modern font for their numbers that I kind of like. They might be onto something if they can incorporate that font a little bit more effectively. Coach, anything to add? To Rutgers? Not really. Um, I think they have some uh, – <laughs> I think, uh, I think they, they play better than their uniforms, which is not that much better. Um, they just need to stick to trying to figure out how to win football games. They just need to go find a simple look and worry about winning football games, and then they can change their look. They need to, they need to have an identity, which, which is they don't. They, they had like a, kind of a brief run with the, you know, in the Ray Rice um, era where they, you know – they had that big, uh, big block numbers. Uh, they had the, they had the uh, red helmet, white face mask with the big block R. I kind of like that look. They just need to go back to that and stick to it. So, um, but uh, they just need to find an identity, stick with it, and win some football games. 
All right. Well, um, let's move on to uh, our, our our dear alma mater, Josh, uh, the University of Wisconsin. Uh, one thing that they did here that uh, for the first time on the sleeves of their jerseys, they had a little arrow going forward. And this, now this was like a big sort of point of discontent among Wisconsin message board uh, users. And uh, so obviously a very small segment of the population. A lot of people didn't like this. I loved it. Because Josh, what is the motto of the state of Wisconsin? And the school forward. Forward, exactly. And it's pointing forward. And I love the synergy as the the inner inner, uh, movie producer uh, in in me loves that little, just that little thing. That sort of made me excited for the Under Armour era Wisconsin last 10 years at Adidas. Uh, I'd say the results were sort of middle of the road. Uh, Some people really disliked those hideous uh, throwbacks that they wore against Nebraska. Um, But, you know, now they've got sort of solidified their look, gone back to the Barry Alvarez times with keep it in simple, always wearing the white pants, Red, you know, red jerseys at home, white jerseys on the road, always with the white helmet. Yeah, and I mean that's that motion W still looks really, really cool. Um, I love their helmets; they're, they're they're solid, solid helmets. Give those a seven. Give their homes an eight. Uh, their roads uh, it could be a little boring. I understand, but they're not bad. I still give them a five out of ten. Middle of the road. Uh, the thing about uh, going back to that when we talk about Maryland. Wisconsin's about the only team that I know that use that Under Armour stripe above the knee effectively. They only do it over one knee, and uh, you can tell on close-ups that it's not a solid stripe like it is for most of the other schools. It actually spells out Wisconsin, and it's really subtle, um, and it's just kind of a modern flourish to Wisconsin's uniforms. I liked it. I, You know, I, I, I can't... I can't say anything bad about Wisconsin's uniforms, to be honest with you. I, I really just, you know, the, the big, the, the motion W, that's what it's called, right? The motion W, mm-hmm. did I get that right? Um, it, it's, it's amazing. And I really think it's, you know, a good classic look. There's a lot of, there's some teams, and uh, there's actually a team here um, in Middle Tennessee that uses the uh, that look, the motion W look, and it's it's incredible. And then just the classic pants and jersey, and you know the red and white, and that's I don't know, I just I just like it. And it's 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 a look that they they've made work for them. Yeah, I, I agree, but obviously I am quite biased. So Josh, um, yes. uh, let, let's give us the final stand. Let's give us the final standings. All right. Well, the individual winners for the helmet was Michigan with a ten. The individual winner. Uh, for their best home look was uh, uh, Ohio State with a 10. Uh, the individual road look was Penn State with a 9. That all-white, uh, keeping it simple, Matt's rolling his eyes, I'm sure. Uh, the total average was won by Penn State. Again, the consistency. Uh, the best average was won by the Ohio State, thanks to when they wear their scarlet and don't do those Dumb alternates. Uh, The least awful look uh, that won was Penn State because they only wore two uniforms. uh, And then uh, for the uh, total rank composite, uh, 
I'll start with Penn State won. They got a 1.83 overall. They won it. Then Ohio State, then Wisconsin, or excuse me, then Iowa, then Wisconsin. They were neck and neck, just a couple of decimals separated uh, my two teams. Oh, gee, I wonder how that happened. Uh, Michigan I had tied with Minnesota, my big surprise, at fifth. Uh, Purdue, despite wearing the individual worst look at any point in the Big Ten, they wore their good uniforms enough to finish seventh in the league. Uh, Sparty, eight. Indiana, nine. The Cornhuskers, 10. Illinois and Maryland, tying at 11. Northwestern, 13. And much like they did in their winless campaign, last year, Rutgers finished 14th. That's uh, it's pretty rough there for the Scarlet Knights, but to the surprise of no one. Uh, Coach, you got anything to, to finish off here for us? Well, my favorite uniforms in the in the Big Ten, um, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say uh, it's a it's a tie at the top for Ohio State's home uniforms, and or actually for Ohio State and Wisconsin uh, is, is a tie for first. I think uh, both are extremely good, uh, very similar, I guess, with the with the jerseys with the with the with the red jerseys. But um, love the gray pants with Ohio State. Love their helmet, um, and uh, what what gave Wisconsin a good edge is, is the motion W that big motion W on their helmet. Uh, I think Under Armour's done a good job with them. So I'll, I'll pick them as my co big 10 champions. And uh, for, for DFL, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to agree with Josh. Uh, I'm going to have to say Rutgers. Uh, I think Illinois was close, um, but they have a good enough color combination to get them out of the cellar. Barely. So I'm going to go with Rutgers as DFL. Well, I've I, I have sort of a basement of doom for a couple teams in this conference, Rutgers and uh, sorry, Rutgers and um, Minnesota obviously can just go off on their own just way down at the bottom of the list. I don't care about everyone else. Um, but that's going to do it for the first part of our uh, uh, uniform rankings tonight. Uh, now we're going to take a quick break before we get into the back. Um, well, now it's time for us to get into uh, the Big Ten's uh, group of five little brother, the MAC. Um, UMass is gone. That means we're back to a nice even 12 members. Josh, uh, we got Akron leading the way. Ah, uh, the Zips, yeah. So, um, you know, they didn't quite have anything that blew me away. In fact, um, their highest jersey was a seven. Everything else was five or lower. But they did do one thing that I really liked. Um, they only wore it once. I wish they would wear it more often. They wore a throwback helmet. So their normal helmet has a Z on one side, numbers on the other. That's something you're going to hear a lot about uh, Group non-Power 5 teams, the Group of 5. They love to have a logo on one side, numbers on the other. They wore these throwback helmets that were gold with an oval like a football with an A inside of it. Based on the Helmet Project, an awesome website, look it up. It looks like that oval look first started appearing around 1966, and they wore it all the way through the mid-'80s. It's their single most common look. 
They brought it back a couple times for like individual games in the 2000s. They wore it again this season. I think they should wear it as their normal helmet. All right. Um, Coach, anything to add? No, I think that's about perfect. But I would say I love the I love their Z logo that I'm looking at right here. Um, I think it's uh, – I'm looking at these weird jerseys that have this weird piping. I don't love that. But, you know, Akron, Akron's decent. I'll, I'll give them some credit. They have a good color scheme. They have a good logo. They, they do the uh, – they do the group of five logo and number. Uh, I don't hate that, but I think it could be better. But anytime you can simplify is, is always good in my book, personally. All right. Uh, moving on to Ball State, uh, the alma mater of David Letterman. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's because David Letterman is such a prominent comedian that Ball State wants to have a funny look. But um, they do one thing that I just don't really understand. On their red pants – they have a white cutout cardinal head on one side, and it just looked strange for me. Um, they're, they're kind of a team that they don't really seem to have an identity. They're throwing a lot of at the wall, seeing what sticks. And uh, for me, they really only had one look that I liked. It was uh, when they wore a second version of their red helmet with a white jersey and some red pants. And, you know, that the, uh, the helmet that I liked the most, red helmet, all state text, and I think that might just have to do with the Cardinal head. It looks a tad dated, you know. The Arizona Cardinals had to update the Cardinal head. Maybe Ball State should consider doing the same. Yeah, I think they have so much potential, but I think they underdelivered here. I think it's, you know, they have a they have a decent looking logo. They have a great color scheme. I just, I don't know. They, I think they just. I don't want to say they swung and missed because they don't look terrible, but they they hit like a bloop single when they could have <laughs> when they could have you know worst case scenario uh, hit a trip hit a double off the wall you know um, and I think that with their color combination they could hit a few home runs actually and their logo helps them there too. I just I don't know I'm not I'm not feeling it. Uh, I think they could do a lot better. I think they're underachieving. All right. Um, next, we got Bowling Green. I've always really enjoyed the uh, Bowling Green logo on the helmet. It's unique in the way that it has both the uh, interlocking letters and the and the Falcon as well. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about uh, their use of orange? The problem is they pair it with brown, and uh, it's just a rough look. Um, they did not score too well as a result and I'm not sure the fix either because I'm fine with their helmet logos Matt I'm not sure I like it as much as you do but it's like there isn't a single overnight fix for them and I think a lot of that just stems from pairing brown with orange Uh, when we do the Mountain West I actually kind of like Wyoming's look it's that so few teams do brown maybe that's something Bowling Green could look at and see what Wyoming is doing well and then potentially implement some of those strategies to their jerseys because right now I'm just really not feeling Bowling Green. Yeah, I, I, like, I like their helmets a lot. I like especially when they go with the white helmet and they have that logo that's, uh, that's white and accented with brown and they have the eagle flying out of it. 
I really love their helmets, but they have such a difficult color scheme. You're right. You're exactly right. It, and it's kind of like the same problem with the Cleveland Browns. It's just, it's just a difficult combination with orange and brown. It's just not a whole lot you can do with that, which, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. But it just – it could be – I think they do – as good of a job as they possibly can with what they've got. Yeah, they're definitely is, dealt. Which I'll um, give them some credit there. Yeah, they're definitely they dealt, dealt a tough hand. They're dealt a really tough hand there um, with the orange and brown combination. Uh, a team that's not necessarily dealt a tough hand, just looks like a video game team, is the Buffalo Bulls. <laughs> yeah, um, they introduced a new Bulls head logo. And while it does look a tad generic, which I think might play into your look like a video game uh, jersey. Incidentally, their best look, in my opinion, they were wearing that helmet, so maybe that's something to build upon. But uh, stealing kind of coaches' sentiment about Michigan State in part one, Buffalo just is like all sorts of spectacular mediocrity. Yes. Yes, I think I'm going to describe them. I'm going to describe Buffalo as a bootleg Kentucky. I'm going to I like that, Coach. Bootleg I think Kentucky. Bootleg Kentucky for that. We'll move next to the bootleg Minnesota Central Michigan Chippewas. Uh, yeah, they uh, they got some issues. Uh, their yellow uniforms have a that maroon shoulder yoke, uh, which I think that's what it's called when. You, you have a big stripe across your shoulders, a la hockey jersey. Uh, they have really wide stripes on their pants that I haven't seen teams have outside of Kansas. In my notes, I even wrote, wide stripe on pants, a la Kansas. Well, if you're dressing like Kansas, uh, things aren't going too well. And to add insult to injury, the chips in week seven of this past season wore an all-yellow alternate. Put that thing in the bin along with Maryland's all red, et cetera. That was a terrible look. That was in contention for worst look of the year in the MAC. What what can I say? Again, uh, yikes! All yellow. Yikes! Uh, well, their their helmet logo doesn't suck, but man, they 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 need some work. They they need to. They, the, the guy that designs their uniforms needs to take a few laps, run a few gassers until he comes up with a good idea. Now, uh, speaking of bad ideas, uh, Josh, I don't know if they're executing. I don't, I don't know if they are using uh, more than this year's, but Eastern Michigan in the past has had an all gray uniform that is particularly hideous. Did they wear them this year? Um. They didn't wear all gray, but they did incorporate that gray look. And. When you are Eastern Michigan and you've been one of the worst football teams for like 30 years, you get a pass for trying some experiments. They've tapped into the industrial heritage of the Ypsilanti area. That's why they've done gray. That's why they've done a steel design. And I don't want people to think I'm an old fuddy-duddy who loves Penn State's looks because Eastern Michigan was one of the pleasant surprises for me. They had some looks that really worked for me. They wore a white helmet with a green jersey and a white pant look. I thought that was pretty solid. Uh, Their all-whites were fine with me. Even their gray, when they started to incorporate a lot of the gray, you would think that I would hammer the gray helmet with a white jersey and gray pants. 
They wore those on the road one week. Actually gave those a 6 out of 10. So I'm not totally against teams with zero tradition, or in Eastern Michigan's case, a tradition of being a laughing stock, mixing it up, doing some new things. And, hey, they got to a bowl game last year. So it seems to be working to tap into this industrial identity. And I, I think Eastern Michigan can roll with it. And it's certainly unique, even if you don't like it. It's something that no one else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I can, I can, there's a lot I can add to that, but Josh, you put it so, so perfectly. I really, um, I, I really just like the look that they wore in the bowl game to be, to be quite honest. Uh, and I, I like the, uh, you know, I like the standard green matte helmet with the silver stripe of a big block E. Um, they have these gray jerseys that I really like what they wore with white pants. I really like that a lot. And, um, uh, but there's this one look, the Stormtrooper uniforms. I'm not feeling those. I don't think they executed that too well. Uh, um, well there's not our, a whole lot of teams that can pull off that, but yeah. Yeah, our next team, uh, speaking of uh, bootleg jerseys, bootleg West Virginia is uh, Kent State. Well, the Golden Flashes, uh, first of all, have some weird shoulder stripes. They're kind of like these weird hoops. I don't fully know how to describe them. You almost have to look at a picture. And I, I wasn't feeling those, so that prevented them from, you know, banging out a home run, hitting like 8, 9, 10 uh, for them. But they wore a uh, Charger-style bolt helmet, uh, which is awesome. I, I mean, who doesn't that. like the Chargers? And, I mean, let's be honest, they've been – They've had bolts in some form or fashion on their helmets since, like, the 60s, so let's not accuse Kent State of ripping anything off. Uh, when they wore those helmets, those are great. I gave those helmets an 8 out of 10. Uh, they just need to clean up some things that go on underneath the helmet, and they will have a great look. But there are certain things out well, at least, on top. Yes. Uh, I don't really – know what to say about Kent State really I really like the lightning bolt helmets but other than that I think it's I'm just going to describe them as meh <laughs> well uh, meh is my simple. feelings towards uh, the Red Hawks Miami of Ohio yeah and I agree they have uh, shoulder yokes they have some odd wide stripes uh, they, they just don't have a good look outside of their classic M helmet um, just like they just kind of have a dated look to me. I think it, it, their jerseys kind of remind me of in the 2000s when people were trying to mix things up and do some bold, old stuff, and it's just not working with the with the red hot. A Northern Illinois team that will uh, really uh, jump into the black on black, which uh, I know, Coach, you're a fan of. Josh, how do yes. you feel about those uh, black on blacks there for uh, the Huskies? Uh, well, they're um, all blacks. I gave a 5 out of 10 to. I was all right with them. Um, I like, though, I think their best look was – when they wore it as a black helmet with a red jersey and a black pant at home. So it was heavy black, but it, they still used their classic red. Uh, this is a team that wore about eight different helmets, I think. It looks like, based on my notes, I've got a bunch of stuff discussing their helmets. And when you wear that many helmets, it's just hard to kind of, like, identify what your look is. And so they had a lot of mediocre things as well. Yeah, I love, 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 love the, the black-on-black look, um, the black helmet with the – 
wolf that's kind of that's kind of accented in. I really like that. I don't love that it says NIU on the front. Um, I kind of wish it didn't say anything, to be honest with you. Um, they have a look that if they didn't have the NIU on the front, they're uh, white jerseys with red pants. I really like those. If they didn't have the big NIU on the front of the jersey, I would dock some points there. But I'll say this. Northern Illinois is my early leader in the clubhouse when it comes to some matching uniforms. All right. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats are a little bit Michigan State-esque in their, uh, in, in their use of green and white. Well, they have uh, those hoop shoulder things that like UCLA does and stuff that I'm not a huge fan of. So that hurt them a little bit. They also have this very, very bizarre, strange stripe on their pants. It starts at their hip, and it goes like two or three inches down. It's like a little accent stripe. It makes no sense. Despite that, they still got a lot of sixes because their white helmet, uh, green jersey, white pit combo was nice and clean. And when they flip that around on the road going green helmet, white jersey, green helmet, or green pants also worked for me. And that's because they have that big, nice block lettering. We've talked about it with Illinois. They are in a minority now of having the full name of their school on the helmet. And it's really cool. Uh, what's interesting, though, is over at the, at the Helmet Project, at different times in their program history, they've had the state of Ohio on their helmets with Ohio written in there. And those are kind of cool. I'm curious what those would look like nowadays. The last time they busted those out was for a special game back in 2008, so almost a decade ago. I'm curious what those would look like today. I feel like you'd like those, Coach. Well, um, another sort of quasi-West Virginia is... Oh, wait, I was, I was on mute. I do like it. I do like those looks. I was like, I was talking. I was like... Ugh. Did it again. Um, I, I, like their, I like their classic look with the uh, white helmet. Uh, and then the, the old mesh stripes and the white pants. That's, that's probably my favorite. Uh, if Ohio just keeps it simple, they can, they can do it. Um, next, we've got uh, Toledo, uh, which is, again, another quasi-knockoff of West Virginia, but they incorporate a lot of white helmet. Well, here's the thing that is interesting about Toledo, and they have a blue helmet that is gradient which you either love or you hate. And when you are, let's be honest, a small school, you're in the Mac, you're Toledo, your name is the Rockets, so you're not like the Wildcats or something where you're bound by like a generic thing. The Rockets feel like a nickname that you can experiment, so I'm cool with the gradient helmets. Um, in fact, I gave those a seven. I Really like their home jerseys uh, that had those gradient helmets with a yellow jersey and then blue pants. That might surprise some people that I liked when they were wearing um, yellow. Matt, you mentioned their white helmets. My favorite road look of theirs was their that white helmet with the white jersey and some blue pants. I really liked what Toledo was doing. If they want to make some minor tweaks, if a stripe doesn't quite work on their pants for me, and they still have a tramp stamp. Most teams have gotten rid of theirs. Toledo still has theirs for some reason. They have changed, and they'll look even better. Um, for me, the Rocket won this league pretty easily to tip my hand at the final standings, and that's because those gradient helmets are really unique and cool. 
Yeah. Um, so our final team here is going to be Western Michigan Broncos. They have to use Brown like Wyoming, and they're, you know, it, it, it's definitely better than Bowling Green uses it. Uh, not really, because, really? um, well, their white uniforms have oars across the shoulders, and on the back where the nameplate would be, it says WMU, which looks really weird. Uh, they wore, at times, a yoke across their shoulders that was a hunting-style design that was kind of camo-y. That made no sense. Uh, their light brown jerseys also had, a like, alternating oars as a shoulder yoke that looked terrible. Uh, they had multiple zeros. Uh, their highest score was a 5 out of 10. Um, they need to dump the nautical theme because it makes no sense, and now that their coach is gone, maybe they will, but uh, Broncos don't row boats too well. Well, it, I, I can't imagine a horse with oars. <laughs> But um, anyhow, uh, Coach, have you got uh, any final thoughts here on on the Mac before Josh gives his final uh, his final breakdown? Action. Um, you know, I, I told you NIU was a leader in the clubhouse, and then you came upon Toledo, and I think Toledo is the winner of the conference. I'm going to have to give DFL. I'm going to have to give that probably to. I'm, I'm gonna toss a coin. I'll, I'll, I, got, I guess I gotta make a decision too. Uh, bootleg Kentucky or Meh. Aside from my code, you know what people seem to be talking about. Um, so I think I'm gonna give it to Bootleg Kentucky because they swung this. So I'm gonna go Bootleg Kentucky for DFL in the uniform category, and then I'm gonna go. My conference champion is the Toledo Rockets. Um, I will say this: the uh, the row your boat theme rode itself right on up to Minneapolis. So that look will go away from Western Michigan. So theoretically you think you're, they're going to get some, some better uniforms there. I really like their helmet with the gold and the uh, kind of maroonish brown uh, accent of the Bronco. I really like that a lot. I think they should stick with that look. So, um, but that wraps up my thoughts on action. All right, Josh, how to break down for us. Well, this was one of the worst performing conferences. Um, they did not have a single school have anything get a solid 10 out of 10. For helmet, um, Akron's throwback gold helmets with that oval that I talked about tied with Kent State's gradient for an 8 out of 10. Uh, for the individual best home look, uh, Toledo had an 8 out of 10 to win that. For the best road look, uh, three teams, Akron, Ball State, and Toledo tied at 7 out of 10. So we had some rough numbers. Uh, once I crunched everything, the composite went like this. Toledo won the conference. The believe it or not, total, like, try something new, industrial look. I told you they were my big surprise. Eastern Michigan ended up getting second once I put everything through my numbers. Uh, Akron got third. Northern Illinois fourth. Ball State fifth, Ohio, I told you I didn't like those weird stripes on their pants, ended up just sixth. Uh, Central Michigan got seventh, Buffalo eight. Kent State, I told you they need to fix stuff below their helmets. As a result, they finished ninth. Wyoming, Ohio was 10, uh, Bowling Green 11, and Western Michigan 12. And I think Western Michigan might have the second highest score out of anything I've done other than 
uh, Virginia Tech. I know this doesn't bode well for when we do the Mountain West, but I got to tell you, people in Cheyenne, I liked what Wyoming was doing. Don't be scared off by seeing two Brown schools finish 11th and 12th in the MAC. Yeah, that's uh, the lesson out there, kids, is trifle with the color brown at your own risk. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it today uh, for us here on the Allele Motion College Football Podcast. And we will catch you next time with part four of our uni breakdowns, looking at the Big 12 and uh, the Sunbelt conferences. All right. Oh, On behalf of the coach just across the river from me here in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, our intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook, this is the professor in Nashville saying so long and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.